0: This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Gold. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it. From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. And he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapino. From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapino's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. On today's episode of the podcast and second installment in a Deadball Brothers double game week, Drew is taking us back to South America.
1: With all the flair and and passion for the game that you've come to expect with
0: the continent. Just the passion oozing over. Buckle up. This is Deadball Brothers. Welcome to Deadball Brothers, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy dose of stupidity. And you might be thinking to yourself, it's a weekly podcast, then why is this episode so close to the last episode that I just heard? Well, that's because this is a patented double game week. You may also think, if this is a
1: weekly podcast, why haven't there been any episodes last week? Or Ooh, two.
0: That's why this is a double game week, and that is because <laughs> we suck. Yes. And by we, I mean myself, Adam Whitaker Snavely, everybody's most favorite freelance soccer writer, joined as always by my real life brother,
1: Drew Snavely. And Adam, I have some very exciting news. Yo? This is episode 50 oh, of Dead Ball Brothers. Episode 50
0: of Dead Ball Brothers. Half
1: a century old. Half a century old of episodes.
0: Isn't this also like, didn't our podcast just turn one?
1: We our podcast also just turned one. I think I believe it was June 27th, our
0: inaugural dang episode. That's wild. Yeah. That's crazy to it's, me. It's been a long time. That, that is, that's nuts from, from setting up a microphone and figuring how it works in your office to now we have ad reads and, and craziness. Ad reads for betonline.ag, who's also presenting this episode of the podcast, which is a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network.
1: I can't believe that we are still doing this after <laughs> we've done it Let's forty-nine go. times, Let's and we're like, go. you know what? Let's do it again. And Let's you do said, one more. I, I
0: distinctly remember, like, like ten episodes in or something like that. You're like, you think we're gonna run out of stories? And I was like, <laughs> nah.
1: So many things to uncover. Um, we're unpacking a lot. We there is a lot. A lot of history, and we have barely scratched the surface.
0: We've scraped we've, we've definitely scraped we made a little mark.
1: We, we've scraped a little bit. Yeah. but, I mean we haven't
0: <laughs> we've, we've gotten a cell sample.
1: Uh, yeah, as of far, as skin. far as wild stories go, oh, more yeah. bizarre stories Oh yeah um, we've definitely made a dent.:
0: We've made a little bit of a dent. But there's, there's still some crazy ones out
1: there. There's still crazy ones out there and just we're, interesting in general. We're going to keep this going. We're going to we're gonna keep on doing we're it. Gonna keep going until the well is dry. Until our little hearts stop. <laughs> Medically little hearts.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh I might stop before my heart stops. I don't okay. know about you. I don't know, dude. It would be
1: kind of cool if you were, like, 70 and still doing it. But that would be a lot of episodes. That would be a lot we, of episodes. We would have uh, made a dent by yeah. that point mm-hmm. if we're still trying to do that. Certainly. The, yes. Yeah,
0: the, uh, the, the, the surface would certainly be scratched, yes. I would say.
1: Yes, scratched significantly. <laughs> a sufficient scratching. Drew? Yes.
0: You have told me that today's episode is about South America, and I just want to make sure that you are going to say South America all the time and not South Africa because the last episode that you did was about South Africa and you couldn't stop saying South America.
1: Yes. Um, it is South America. Mm-hmm. South America. South America. Not South Africa. Nope. Both great continents. But
0: South America. South, a- South Africa. S- South Africa. South Africa. Not, not South Hey. It is a country. We're
1: close though. No, no.
0: <laughs> South Africa.
1: Great country. South America. Great continent. Continent. Nice. Yes. We're getting it.
0: Dude. Crushed <laughs> it. I, well, oh, I, man. I don't see how we could fail. Um,
1: I am tempted to starting this podcast completely Absolutely over. not. <laughs> but. No. We're just going to keep on no, going with rolling. it. No, we're rolling.
0: We're going with it. Oh, man. The mistakes are part of the brand. We
1: come with uh, a disclaimer of a healthy dose of stupidity.
0: We come with um, open hearts and completely empty heads. Just nothing in there at all.
1: Ah. Uh. Heart so full, Dude, heart can't lose. Can't <laughs> full eyes,
0: full o- eyes, open eyes. You've never, you've never seen that show, have you?
1: Open eyes, full heart, can't.
0: It's clear, lose. clear eyes,
1: can't win. Clear, clear eyes. eyes,
0: clear eyes, full heart, can't, can't win. Lose. <laughs> can't lose. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> tell the story. Good Lord, <laughs> can't win here. <laughs>
1: So, it's been a little while since we've traveled down to to South America. Sure. Uh, We have had our fair share of stories because... Oh, for sure. As far as craziness and soccer, those two words are synonymous when it comes to the country of South America. The
0: country of South America. (laughs) Oh, dude, we're already here. We're already here. Oh, my God. (laughs) But yes, I agree with you. I agree. I agree with you in the sense that we have had some exceptionally strange stories from South America. We had uh, the dead cats buried under River Plate Stadium. We had uh, that one particular game in Argentina that you told us about that had a ton of red cards. Yes. Um, we had La Bombiniera. Oh yeah, 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 blood and La Bombiniera. La yes. I remember bomboniera. that. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, South America definitely. Pretty Diego crazy. Maradona. Oh, we also had the uh, the Battle of Santiago. The Battle of Santiago. With, um, I with,
1: mean, there's yeah. there's more. There there are more than what we're saying. butts,
0: man.
1: Lots out there. It comes as no surprise that there was a first ever Copa America. Ah,
0: uh, there had to have been a first. One. There
1: had to have been a first. Yes, somewhere along the line, and the very first one. Was hosted in Argentina, which is pretty fitting. Yes, um, the tournament was actually organized to go along during Argentina's 100th year anniversary of independence from Spain.
0: Yeah, I mean, a, a good time.
1: A good sure. time. Like, a good time.
0: Let's have a party about it.
1: So it was the original name of the tournament was the Campeonato uh, Sudamerica- Sudamericano. De Selecciones and wasn't renamed Copa America until 1975. But yes, everything before 1975 was recognized as the Copa America.
0: I appreciate how literal the original name was. The, yes, the champion of South American teams.
1: Yes, <laughs> essentially, I like
0: that. <laughs> you know what? We should bring that one back. Yes.
1: There was a tournament that some could make the mistake of thinking that was actually the, the first tournament in, in 1910. Um, but Conmebol does not recognize it as part of the Copa America history. history
0: Striking from the history books.
1: Because Brazil dropped out before matches began. Ooh. So, no Brazil.
0: No Brazil, it no doesn't Copa count. America. No Copa America. As we all know, if Brazil's <laughs> not there, it doesn't matter. There's no party. It doesn't it doesn't matter.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. This earlier tournament was named Copa Centa- Centenario Revolución de Mayo. Sure. Which was also hosted by Argentina the, celebrating yes. the 100-year anniversary of the,
0: of of the, the beginning May, of the May Revolution.
1: The be, yes, the <laughs> beginning of the fight of independence from Spain. Sure. So yeah, just all, of, little, all
0: these all these names make sense.
1: All all of the names they're they're straight to the point. Yeah, no beating around the bush. The idea behind this first first Cup of America was essentially a call for unity amongst South American countries from Uruguayan journalist and politician Hector Riva Davia Gomez.
0: Nice, good good pronunciation there.
1: Riva Davia, yeah.
0: Pretty sure that's how you
1: pronounce his middle name, Gomez.
0: R- Riva Davia, maybe.
1: Yes, um, he would actually become the first ever president of CONMEBOL. Oh, cool! So,
0: so the first ever president of CONMEBOL was from Uruguay.
1: Yes, he wanted to to bring together the powers of South American soccer. So the four best teams at the time: Argentina, Uruguay, Brazil, and Chile, which still 40 much the same yeah yeah i mean you can throw in colombia now
0: uh yeah Ma- maybe they haven't been good peru... since like 2014. peru's gotten better has gotten better peru had peru had a really really good team in the 70s or 80s and then their whole national team died in a plane crash terrible um which is maybe a story we'll talk about at some point in this podcast maybe um yeah their golden age um like the, their golden age, they they had a team that people thought were going to compete for like real trophies in South America, and then the majority of their squad died in a plane crash. Jeez, um, man! Uh, but they they've come back recently and been better. They've been more of a, a World Cup presence yes. lately. Yes. Yes. Um, Colombia, I think their their current generation definitely peaked in two thousand fourteen. And their only other really, really good generation was in like 1994. Gotcha. When they lost the US in the World Cup.
1: Ah. Oops. You'd love to see it if you're American.
0: Yeah. And you hate to see it if you're Colombian (laughs) because after that tournament, Andres Escobar was murdered because he scored an own goal against the US. Yes. Rough. Pretty, but pretty brutal. In the grand scheme of South American soccer, Argentina, Brazil, Uruguay, Chile, Chile. You, you pretty much got the, the... Those are the... The powerhouses yes. covered. Colombia, at times, sure. Peru, at times, sure. Even at points, Bolivia has been pretty, pretty decent, but... Yes. You got your powers covered.
1: So, Hector Gomez had another reason for this tournament. He wanted a soccer association for the entire continent of South America as well. And like I said... He would eventually become the first president of ComiBo, so <laughs> so he succeeded. <laughs> he, he he succeeded. Spoiler alert. Nice. <laughs> if these South American powerhouses could join together, they would have a considerable considerable amount of power in the world of soccer. Yeah,
0: totally.
1: FIFA had only been formed twelve years prior in 1904, but opposed continental soccer federations.
0: Yeah, because they wanted all the power to themselves. They wanted all the power to
1: themselves. (laughs) They wanted, uh, in in their terms, um, international soccer to just be one big family. Mm. So Mm. that's what they say, but really they just wanted to be the only...
0: Yeah, I'm sure that international soccer could be one big family when all the people running it were from Europe. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's totally achievable and definitely not going to be an issue.
1: And so that's the big reason why... Um, they wanted to form the South American Confederation yeah. because FIFA was formed in Europe and favored European countries at the time. Uh, Full stop.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just how it is. Yeah. And so if we can bring all of these countries together, we have way more bargaining power than we ever did before just standalone as ind- individuals. Yeah. Not a, um, a terribly innovative idea.
0: No, but a, an effective one.
1: But very effective. Yeah. Which is why you see it happen in history all the time.
0: And you'll love to see it. And you love to see frankly. it.
1: Frankly. <laughs> oh uh, gosh. So South American countries thought they needed an organization that would look after their best interest. So on July ninth, nineteen sixty, the South American Football Confederation, or CONMEBOL, was born. Come bull. Gomez became president.
0: Maybe, maybe a little bit less stress on, on cum. <laughs> That's what cone. it sounded like when you said it. I know you said cone. It one sounded one. like come.
1: Well, your mind's in the gutter, dude. That's all I got to Always say. Always
0: and forever. 100% <laughs> of the time. Continue.
1: So this was on July 9th. The tournament ran from July 2nd to 17th. So... It wasn't, the Confederation wasn't established until yeah. the very middle of the tournament. That's weird. Which is, I thought, incredibly strange. That
0: feels very backwards. <laughs> yeah. You think,
1: all right, let's get this Confederation organized. Yeah. And then we have a tournament to celebrate it. Nope. It's like, we're just going to do.
0: The tournament's happening.
1: And we're going to do it in the middle of it. Uh,
0: the, the organization that organizes the tournament, that'll happen when it happens. Just let that, just don't worry about that.
1: So those four teams that I already mentioned, yes, um, were the founding members for CONMEBOL. Makes sense. Yes, I didn't know this at the time, but this was the first ever continental confederation created.
0: Oh, yes. interesting!
1: Yes, South America had the first ever continental soccer federation.
0: That wouldn't make sense if FIFA was created before all of the continental federations and most of FIFA was European in leadership.
1: Yeah. But it would take a long time for the other confederations to be formed. The other five weren't created until the 1950s and 60s. Mm. So, South America had a good 40-ish years on on the rest uh, of the continents. Um, So, This was obviously big and stayed kind of big for for a while. With this huge showing of camaraderie between Argentina, Uruguay, Chile, and Brazil, you'd think for this first ever recognized international tournament, first ever recognized international tournament, teams and fans would treat each other with dignity and respect. (laughs) Well... (laughs) okay that's just not how south america rules that's not how
0: it works it's a little
1: bit too much to ask for
0: thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of deadball brothers brought to you as always by betonline.ag There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Thank you so much to BetOnline for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast and as always, if you're interested in supporting us more, we would really, really appreciate if you could leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It is something that is fairly simple for you. It only costs your time. But for us, it helps our podcast get seen by more people. It moves our podcast up the charts. And in general, it helps us out a lot. So. In terms of trying to grow our podcast, that is one of the biggest things you can help us do. Also, if you're interested in anything else, we have social medias that you can follow. We're at Deadball Pod everywhere. And if you're interested in any merchandise, we have some t-shirts, we have a hoodie, we have a long sleeve shirt. You can check out our Teespring store, which you will find the link to in the description below. Again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. And for now, let's get back to the story. We are back from our regularly scheduled ad break. Drew, you were just telling us about how people might have thought that South American fans were going to respect people from other countries, which seems a little bit crazy to me. I mean,
1: with all the history and knowledge that we have now Mm -hmm. uh, of these... Yep. South American countries and how their fans it, tend to react to each other. It seems naive. Yeah. But the whole point of this initial tournament was to to celebrate the unity between these countries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and kind of like that whole like South American brotherhood and you had this whole idea of like we are look at us kind of thing. You know, we, like we're coming together. Yeah. for this.
1: And it's like nobody's looking out for us. Except for each other. So we got to have each other's back.
0: And I'm assuming that all the fans came to this and said, screw that noise, we want to win.
1: Yeah. Uh, There was definitely some instances throughout the tournament Mm -hmm. that definitely were not great, did not scream, we're all in this together.
0: (laughs) Drew, shocked. (laughs) Shocked and appalled that Calmnabal couldn't (laughs) figure out a high school musical dance number. Uh,
1: Man, what a what a flick! What a film! <laughs> Motion picture.
0: Criterion top one hundred. <laughs> All this together, baby. So
1: this first ever Copa America was just a simple round robin tournament. And for those of you who oh, don't gosh. know round robin, I feel like it's a very yeah. American um, term.
0: Sure, but, kind kind of. of? I mean, uh, like. Yeah, I mean, you could make the argument that the World Cup is technically round robin because you start with groups that all I mean, play each any other.
1: tournament, yes, you play each team once. Yeah. But basically how round robin works is you play each team once and that's it. That's the end of that's true of the tournament. Yeah. There's no there's nothing more. There are not any elimination games. No round of 16s nah. or semifinals or finals. It's just whoever performs the best across these very select few games is the winner of the tournament.
0: <laughs> a flaw in the system, it might seem, yeah. if you lose to a team that you never played. Yes, exactly.
1: But in this tournament, there are only four teams, so everybody played each other. Perfect. Yeah.
0: That, that should make it easy a- and simple. Every team had a shot, you can say. Sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that nobody was mad about it. No, Nobody was mad about it. No, definitely
1: not. (laughs) So the first match was Uruguay versus Chile. Okay. At the time, Uruguay was a powerhouse and Chile wasn't. Yes. Chile was... They were probably the fourth best team in South America at the time. Yeah. But the difference between fourth place and number one, which was probably Uruguay... Was pretty vast. Sure. And so,
0: I mean, Uruguay, if I'm not mistaken, won the very first World Cup in 1930.
1: They won 1930. Yeah. World Cup. And
0: I'm pretty sure that was the first World Cup. Yeah. Which means, yeah,
1: they were significant. They're, they're real good. Yeah.
0: Probably better than they were now. In the like, relatively speaking, like relative to other teams, they were better yes. than they would be considered now. Whereas now. They're a good team, but mostly known for Edson Cavani's nipples.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the Puma jerseys. Yeah. Luis Suarez. Biting uh, people. Biting people and red cards that keep your team in the World Cup. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hey, do what
0: you got to do, baby. Do
1: what you got to do. Oh, gosh. So it wasn't a surprise when Uruguay won this match 4-0. We can move right on from this, right? Not quite.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, boy. You see, first one,
1: <laughs> Uruguay fielded Isabelino Gradin and Juan Delgado, two talented players. Obviously, they're yeah. playing for their country, mm-hmm. um, and only a select few people get to ever do that. Yeah. They were singled out by the Chilean Federation oh, because of the color of their skin.
0: Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because Gradin and Delgado, they're both black. And South America has, like, a really tough time with this. Like, yep. just about every other country. Yep. Mm. So, Chile filed a complaint saying that Uruguay cheated by fielding two African slaves who weren't Uruguayan to gain an advantage. Terrible. Yes. First off... It was incredibly racist for the <laughs> yes, Chilean Federation yeah. uh-huh. to, to file this complaint, obviously. I don't think that needs to be said. Second off, Gradien and Delgado were Uruguayan. Yeah. They were born <laughs> and lived their whole lives in Uruguay. Yes. They were descendants of, of people who were in slavery in Uruguay. Yes. But, like, yeah. Gradien's great... Grandparents were were Uruguayan slaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was how like the
0: African diaspora worked.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, slaves were freed long before yeah. this tournament. Yes, it was like eighteen fifty something. It was like the eighteen fifties or sixties. So oh, I mean, okay. yeah, no, it's right. yeah, terrible, terrible. I'm no legal scholar, but I'd say. Being born and living your whole life in Uruguay qualifies for Uruguayan citizenship. Yeah, crazy how that Yeah, works. wild, wild. I think what really got Chile upset was Gradin dropped the brace on Chile in the match.
0: <laughs> yeah, it obviously. Obviously could not
1: contain him. So you know that in addition to being straight up racist, yep. they were also pretty pathetic sore losers. Yeah.
0: You know. Not to say that, like, Uruguay was not racist because I'm sure that there was probably something that Uruguay was doing or said yeah. at the time just because that was that was the time and everybody was <laughs> – racism was fashionable.
1: Yeah. So, Gradin would actually go on to become one of the best players in Uruguay's early soccer era. Good. Um, and he was one of the best on the team yeah. for this year. Yeah. Um, he actually was a standout track athlete as well who won gold medals in back-to-back South American championships in athletics in the 200 and 400-meter races. Dang. So, I mean, dude was, was a crazy. stud. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he was just dunking all over them, <laughs> and they're pissed, and they're like, oh, you know what? Like, stupid. Was
0: like the Uruguayan Jim Thorpe, like just good at all sports.
1: Yes, Thankfully, the complaint was dismissed and Chile finished the tournament without a single victory.
0: Thank, thankfully, thankfully, the claim was dismissed and Chile also had no success. <laughs> Straight Goodbye.
1: buns. Thank you, you. You love to see it. Yeah. You really do. Throw
0: them in the bin. <laughs> we don't want to see them no more.
1: <laughs> Uruguay would go on to defeat Brazil 2-1 to one, with Grodin scoring again.
0: I'm suddenly less high on Uruguay, Drew. <laughs> 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 because... As much as I love a a good overcoming racism story, I also love Brazil. (laughs) Yes, yes.
1: And honestly, at the time, Brazil wasn't what they are today or or what they were.
0: I know, but...
1: (laughs) Like, basically throughout the rest of time. It it wasn't until the early, mid-1900s when Brazil started getting really good up to this point it was Argentina and and Uruguay so it wasn't a surprise when Uruguay beat Brazil necessarily after winning their first game versus Chile Argentina drew Brazil meaning that Argentina had to defeat Uruguay in the final match of the tournament to win Brazil didn't have any chance to win after losing to uh, Uruguay Tie in Chile, and tie in Argentina.
0: Ah, oh, Brazil, Brazil! Come on, guys.
1: You hate to see it. You
0: hate to see that.
1: It was it was stated that Brazil and Chile were kind of more fodder in this tournament. Gotcha. They're viewed as fodder. Um, and it was <laughs> funny. I was so
0: basically Argentina and Uruguay were like, "Let's set up a tournament for us." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Screw these guys.
1: It was actually kind of funny because I was I was reading. Um, an Argentinian publication that was posting um, newspaper clips from back in the day okay. that were reporting on these matches, and apparently brazil um, or argent the Argentinian reporter wrote that Brazil was celebrating like they had just beaten us and they had only tied <laughs> and it was like, anytime Brazil was mentioned, it was like you're clearly inferior to us
0: that. Like, Going off of how mom tends to talk about Argentina, that makes sense. Yes. That tracks.
1: Yes. Totally tracks. So, all this um, kind of worked out uh, for, for the final match, which was Argentina versus Uruguay. Sure. Which
0: Championship on the line.
1: Yeah. Organizer. So. The organizers were kind of smart here, I guess. Yeah. They had a feeling that Argentina-Uruguay would decide.
0: These were the two best teams. These, yes. Why put their match first? Yes. When you could have it last, when, when it you would c- actually be like the tournament decider.
1: Exactly. So, in Buenos Aires, at the 18,000 seat Geba Stadium, I actually don't know if that's how you pronounce G-E-B-A Stadium. Excuse you. Geba?
0: I don't know. Heba. I actually have no idea. I don't know. I've never heard that stadium before.
1: Um, the teams were playing there. Okay. <laughs> teams sorry. were playing in Buenos Aires. It was Buenos Aires. Yeah. The, for those of you who do not know where Buenos Aires is, it is in Argentina. The capital. The capital, actually. <laughs> so, the fans came. Thousands of them in hopes to see the first ever Copa Final. Naturally, there were eventually more fans in the stadium than there were seats. We've...
0: Uh, a, another classic of this podcast <laughs> another,
1: another classic of this <laughs> that podcast That moment
0: when there's more fans than seats Yes We uh, we have covered several of those stories. It gets dangerous Some of them fun, some of them very, very tragic and not fun at all
1: Yes As the stadium officials Begin blocking entryways To not allow more fans in The fans naturally ride yeah. This is the first ever International tournament Everybody wants to go in and see the game There's no television you can only see it if you're in there. Yep. So they started attacking the box office and the gates to get in to the game. Uh-huh. And they started climbing rafters to get into the stadium. Yep. Any way they could get in, they were trying to get into that stadium.
0: All well-trod area in this All podcast.
1: well-trod area. <laughs> so as these fans were pouring in, it was impossible for the security to – to well, have a grip on things Yeah, you can't When you have that many people uh, Under nor- normal circumstances It's just impossible Yes But when you add in the fact That there are only 11 police officers assigned, 11? Eleven? <laughs> 11 Oh
0: my god <laughs> <laughs> Who Oh <laughs> bowl. At this point Comdenable is formed, right? You said it was halfway through Yeah, so yeah So is yeah. definitely Formed at that point. point Eight All days Alright, right. come on You got <laughs> First order of business: We gotta have more cops than eleven people I just that are in know. charge of trying to corral people. Yeah, I'm, goodness, I'm.
1: I would, what I would do to be a, a flaw, a fly on the wall, a flaw on the wide, a flaw on the wide. <laughs> um, it for the organizers that decided, you know what, eleven cops, eleven is enough. You that should think
0: 11, eleven seems like a lot. We Maybe can we con- go with eight. <laughs> no. Nah, eleven seems good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: Eleven cops for uh, eleven, eleven people in charge of like keeping the peace and stuff for a stadium that seats eighteen
1: thousand. Eighteen thousand, and I'm thousands more than than that showed up to <laughs> to the match.
0: But even so, like you know that at least eighteen thousand people are going to be in the stadium. And you have 11, 11 yeah. staff in charge of that. It's not great. Oh my goodness.
1: So, eventually, the teams come out onto the field. <laughs> And the match kicks off because the show must go on. The
0: teams got on the field, the stands look like a clown car.
1: Yes. Unfortunately, the game only lasted five minutes <coughs> before it was abandoned. Oh boy. Yeah. The teams had to leave the fields because spectators crashed it and riots begin began to break out within the stadium itself. Fans attacking each other. Um, it's just created chaos. I mean, you yeah. have that many people in a in a packed stadium. Uh we've we've gone over this countless times. Yeah. People start to push and people are onto the field it's, because yeah, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah,
0: it's it's just an all-around bad dangerous situation.
1: Yes. upset that the game was postponed, abandoned, um the spectators began to lash out even more. No oh dear. ripping apart the stadium, which I'm like Okay, obviously the game can't happen. You you guys are on the field. But for whatever reason, they're like, we're just going to keep on going with this. We're
0: upset. Anarchy. And we would like other people to know that we are upset. <laughs> and we will do that by tearing the seats out and throwing them on the field. Gosh. A portion of
1: the stadium was set on fire.
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: A fire so big that the firefighters weren't able to put out until eight PM later that night.
0: Dear God.
1: It was it was about like a six hour burn. Yeah. Yeah. Not not great.
0: No, no. no. Very not great.
1: It was decided that the game, the five minutes played, would be nullified. And <laughs> which
0: we're gonna take a mulligan on this one. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a do over, Jerry
1: <laughs> Unfortunately with all the damage to the stadium, they were decided that they would play elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Which
1: <laughs> honestly makes Pro- sense. Probably
0: for the best.
1: Hopefully a bigger stadium. Yeah. And they did. It was replayed in Rossing Club Stadium. Oh. Who we've covered. Well
0: we have we we have talked about that stadium extensively.
1: Extensively. Because the one episode that we have was literally the burial of Rossing Club. The burial of Rossing Club. Yeah. Burial. Where burial.
0: Independiente fans
1: Buried some cats.
0: Buried a bunch of black cats under their under their turf.
1: Yes. So Rosting Club was blessed with the thirty thousand seat stadium and was much more accommodating and no more riots broke out. (laughs) Oh my god. The match was played, but unfortunately it ended in a drab nil nil result. Uh oh. Which is terrible. Meaning that Uruguay became the first ever Copa America winners.
0: Wait, what? <laughs> were they were they in the lead beforehand?
1: Well, I said that Argentina had tied Brazil.
0: Oh right.
1: Uruguay had been. Um, Uruguay had won both their games, yes. so Argentina that needed a win. They needed the dub. Uruguay could advance as winners if they just got a draw, and that's exactly how the match finished. And.
0: It do be like that sometimes. It is
1: like that sometimes, which is why I hate round robin tournaments. You have yeah. to have just a final where you can't end on a tie. Yeah. But the first ever Copa America was finished. Isabellino Gradi finished the tournament as the Golden Boot winner. Nice. With three
0: goals. Solid. Three goals in four games. Pretty solid clip. Good. Good rate. A good rate a, of of scoring.
1: A good, good rate, um, and that was the birth of the first ever Copa America and Common Bowl
0: Of course, Common Bowl started with a tournament that resulted in a stadium being set on fire. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of a more just like a more accurate. It, it's like, uh, it's like Serbia and racism. Like it just goes together. You know.
1: Yeah. I mean, the tournament also had its fair share of racial abuse.
0: No, I mean, yes, you're correct, but
1: but yeah, you're, you're the Balkan. the
0: ba- <laughs> The Balkan nations are not known for their progressive stances. No,
1: they they are not but frequently. Um. So yeah, I, I thought that that was that was an intriguing story. It is. The so you don't really hear about the the birth of, uh, soccer confederation.
0: No. Although, I mean, again, like, if you had to pick a fitting way to start off Comna given all the rest of Comna history and soccer in South America, yeah, stadium riot and setting things on fire and people, like, kind of climbing up on the rafters of stadiums and stuff, it sounds about right. It I'm checks just, out. Yeah, it's Jack. This, this scans. This makes sense. It checks out. <laughs> I mean, literally, literally, we're, like, not even, like, two years removed from a Copa Libertadores final that had to be moved to friggin' Europe because yes. the fans wouldn't stop trying to hurt each other and the other teams.
1: It uh, certainly set the precedent for bonkers mm. South American mm-hmm. tournaments.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cup finals. Just just anything. absolutely nuts. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. But it was... I don't know. It's, it's history. It history is is, yeah, is. is kind of crazy. Sometimes. History, <laughs>
0: history tends to be crazy. Well, thank you, Drew, for yes. bringing us the history of the the birth of Nibble and the very first Copa America. Yes. And thank you, listener, for sticking along with us and hanging around with us through this double game week. We're really excited to be recording again and to just I, I don't know. Uh, for me, like recording these. Withdrew these, this, like, those last couple hours, it just kind of felt like, yeah, bing, bang, boom. Like, just feels good. Feels good to be back in the saddle. uh, And just to be delivering content to the people.
1: Like, we never took a break. Yeah. A well oiled machine. Yeah. Yeah. I'd hope so after 50 episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> Hopefully, we have some idea of what we're doing, at least a yes. tiny, tiny little <laughs> bit. But thank you so much for listening, seriously. And if you want to continue to help support our podcast, the biggest thing you can do, again, I know I said it before in the ad break, but if you want to help support us more, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The more people rate and review us, the more people see the podcast, the more hits, the more views, the more downloads we get the more it benefits us. So if you're not subscribed to our podcast, please subscribe, please download some episodes. It really helps us out. If you are subscribed and you haven't left us a review or a rating yet, go ahead and do that. It really, really helps us out. Also, if you would like to follow us more, we're on social medias as at deadballpod everywhere, on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Facebook. If you have any suggestions, comments, concerns, reviews, anything like that, and you want us to get to us directly, you can email us at deadballpod at gmail.com. And we also have a Teespring store with a few t-shirts, a hoodie, a long sleeve shirt, some other goodies at teespring.com slash Deadball Brothers Shop with hyphens between all the words. The link to which will be in the description below. Just click on that. Yeah, just click on that. Don't don't, don't try to type it. out the type URL. The what, what
1: is this? Nineteen ninety-five. This is
0: twenty twenty, baby. Twenty twenty. We're not we're not even trying to copy paste at this point. We're giving the link
1: to you. Honestly, it might pop up in an ad somewhere. Yeah,
0: just hopefully because it does.
1: We're talking about it right now. Absolutely. We're not paying for, the, for no, we're our just, shop to be.
0: We're just hoping that your phone listens to the podcast that you're listening to and then just gives it to you Yeah, you know, like like the government is like listening in on your conversations. And they're like, I think they should get some dead ball merch. That would make sense. Let's throw them a bun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, my name is Adam Whitaker-Snavely. And I'm Drew. And we love you very, very much, but always platonically as hell. Bye.